in the island was um, that legion of demons fell down at Jesus' feet and worshipped. Or that madman of Gadaree fell down and worshipped. Do you have any questions about light and darkness? Somebody asked, man, that'd be creepy stand right next to the Antichrist. No, I want to stand. If I could, I would stand right next to the Antichrist because I have the King of Kings and Lord of Lords within me and that man has a fired angel living in him. So his creator is living in me. If that makes sense. So I... The Bible says, Thou believest that there is one God that doeth well. The devils also believe and tremble. James 2.19. We're going to go to the Bible to... Before we go, anybody got something thankful? I'm thankful that we're all safe and healthy here. For yeah. Us, and our families are healthy, right? Amen. I'm thankful for that too. You got that right. Let's give God some praise for that. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? James and his friends are here. Is it friends or family? Friends. Friends. Awesome. That's a real friend Bring somebody to church. Amen. We're thankful they're here too. Let's give God praise for that. Amen. We're not going to always be in this. We're going we're gonna to fill this room up. Why? Because we know the love of God. We know His mercy and His truth. And we're not judgmental. And God could do anything. So that's why God's going to fill this room. When God's filled this room, He's going to fill an auditorium. And He's going to fill that. And then we're going to fill other places and other regions. Because God's good. And He's able to do exceedingly abundant above what I could ask or even think. And I could think pretty big things. And He's bigger than that. Anybody else? Before I go right into the Word? I'd like to just... Thanks for uh, everybody having to be able to wake up today. Praise Jesus. Amen. Let's give God praise for waking up this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anybody else? Don't want to miss anybody. Amen. I'm thankful for you guys coming to church today. Don't be strangers. Come, Welcome to come every time we have doors are open. We just come to hang out. Come to hang out with us. Amen. We're building an atmosphere for God to move. And how that's going to happen is the Bible says they had favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily. That's the atmosphere. Unity. Togetherness. Having Bible studies. Eating together. Praying together. That's how I met you guys. Absolutely. And that will be starting up next week. If you ever come in need and you need food, don't go without. You're, I got cards up here. Call me. We're going to have uh, three food banks are going to donate food to us. We're in the process. We've been in the process for five years. The difference is we got a building. We've been having church in Lincoln Community Center for a long time. Now we've got a building, we've got a room that's going to be designated just to pack it with food so that those that are in need, you guys, your friends, your family, we don't care who it is, where they're from, we don't ask for your shoe size, we might have to ask how many's in your household and have you signed, but that's it. We don't need to know personal information, why you have to need it, 
or anything. That's not our business. Our business is to help people. And when we help and they people see that God's a blessing God and they see God's a merciful God and they get into church, guess what happens? They get blessed. And when they get blessed, they turn around and start blessing other people. And it's just an ever-revolving, not a revolving, it's an ever-life-changing situation where people come in, see the power of God, see God move, and they then, then return. I had millionaire, a millionaire say, I want to donate to your, uh, your cause. And I said, you know, more importantly, you should come and help pass out food. Amen. I'd much rather want their soul to be saved than their money. I like that. There's not many people I see like that. Yep. I like that mindset. Yeah. Amen. And that's 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 we're we're about souls. It doesn't matter if you have something in your your bank account or if you have a million dollars in your bank account. Everybody's on the same level and same plane because I've got my struggles and my temptations and you've got your struggles and temptations the bible says it like this there's everybody has their measure of faith okay so i've got my struggles and temptations you got your struggle struggles and temptations we're all trying to get somewhere where we're getting we're going to go to heaven and if i see you struggling i'm not going to talk about it get on social media about it i'm going to pray for you and i'm going to Go to you and, and, and try to help you through your trial and temptation. Because. You got that right. The days of kicking them while they're down is over. If you got your Bibles, let's go to Colossians 2 and verse 1. We're going to speak about the battle and about the trial. And we're going to talk about us winning in the end. I believe this whole service was orchestrated. The people that are here is meant of God to be here. God's called us for such a time as this. This this city of Hammond, Gary and Chicago, all the demons, all the devils are worried about this church. Because of the truth that we believe in. We believe in his word. God is love. In Amish, I have an Amish friend and they taught me God is a Libby. How they taught me that was because I asked them that. God is love. God is love. Love destroys fear. Love tears down strongholds. Love, devil hates love. And we've got a church loving people and feeding people and helping people. There's nothing that could stop that church. Colossians 2 verse 1. For I would that ye knew the great conflict. How many has ever been in a great conflict? If you're human, you better raise your hand. Great conflict I have for you. For them at Laodicea. Now if you wanted to do a study, pause there and go to the book of Revelations to the church of Laodicea. Pause there and look for the pastor of that church google it who's the pastor of church related to see in the bible something that something to why am i asking that is because that's something i want to do 
I have not done that yet. I've studied the Church of Ephesus, but the Church of Laodicea, check it out. As many, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, and to the knowledge of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ. There's an acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 3.16. Can somebody read that for me? 1 Timothy 3.16. You got it? Yes. Can you read it? Yep. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always. First Timothy 3 16. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're messing I with me. <laughs> Hold on. 316. And without controversy, greatest the mystery of godliness, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world. Received up into glory. All right, I'm going to need you to speak because your mask is, is in the way. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. What a mystery! The mystery of God and of Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for what you're doing and what you're about to do. Ask God that you, Lord, speak to us right now, Jesus. Open our understanding, open our hearts to receive your word right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing out of the respect of the word of the Lord. There is a war that's going on. It's been going on through the ages. I did buy a book. And I lended that book out. It was called Polytheism versus Monotheism. And it was actually, I, did, I read the backside and it said it was written by a witch. And I'm like, ugh, that's bad, bad news. But I started, when I, I, I found that out last, I found that out later. I was reading this book and it was talking about how this monotheistic God from the Old Testament kept stomping and winning through the Old Testament. All these polytheistic, many gods as a of these Greek mythology, all these gods got destroyed. All these idols got destroyed by this Jehovah, this one true God. And it's exciting to me to preach this message that how this one true God loved us so much that he robed himself in the flesh and he dwelt among us. Philip asked Jesus, show us the Father. Jesus says, have I been with you this long, Philip, in John 14? And hast thou not known me? You were there when you seen me feed the 5,000. You were there when I healed the lame hand. You were there when, when I, I, I made food out of nothing. You were there when I healed the blinded eyes. You were there when I, I, I told you where that, that, that money was in the fish's mouth to, to pay the taxes. You were there when I read people's minds. And you're going to ask me, Philip, show us the Father? God loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son. Well, how, how, how can you say that and say, 
First uh, Timothy three sixteen. God was manifested in the flesh. God loved us so much that He gave Himself for humanity. He gave His only begotten Son, or He humbled Himself in flesh. He put Himself. He could have spoke those guards out of existence. He could have turned those guards into frogs and stopped this whole torture fest from even happening. He loved us so much. He says, you know, the devil knew what kind of power he had because he was like, turn this this rock into bread and jump off this cliff and legion of angels will be dispatched at your disposal. There's a war from ages that's been going on for years and it's against this monotheistic God, this God of the Old Testament coming into the New Testament as Jesus Christ and dying for humanity. Jesus, Jesus, when he was among his own, the Bible says his own didn't even receive him. Why was he killed? Why was he crucified? Because he claimed to be the Isaiah 9-6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And in his name, and I could say it like this, and Jesus' name shall be called Wonderful. Jesus' name shall be called Counselor. Jesus' name shall be called the Mighty God. Jesus' name shall be called the Everlasting Father. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise for His name and His power and His glory? There's a great conflict going on. The enemy doesn't want a Jesus' name church in this city. The enemy doesn't want a Jesus' name church in this this country. The enemy doesn't like the name of Jesus. That's why this state capital has banned people from praying in the name of Jesus. That's why you can't pray at schools, and they're now trying to turn that around. But you can't pray in schools because they're they're trying to fight. There's a war against the name of Jesus. And I don't know about you, but if there's a war against Jesus, there's a war against me because in Him we breathe, and in Him we move, and in Him we have our being. Everything I go, everything I do is all about Jesus. You want to see a NASCAR fan, they're going to talk about NASCAR. You want to see an NBA fan, they're going to talk about NBA. You want to see a fishing fan, you're going to talk about fishing. But you're going to see a Jesus fan, you're going to, see, you're going to hear something about Jesus. You can't shut this Jesus person up. You can't stop. Because he, he he's been healed, he's been set free, he's touched and this invisible God moved on him and he felt this invisible God and he's seen him, this invisible God work in his life. Therefore, he gives God praise at all times and he's standing on the street corner holding up signs talking about Jesus and, and not afraid. It's so cool to see our church standing on the south side of Chicago passing out hot dog meals, not afraid of anything in this world because we were in the will of God. Ashland and Garfield, Worship Tabernacle. There's going to be a church over there in Jesus' name. There's a wisdom. There's a knowledge. The, the Jews had a hard time understanding this Jesus that was standing before him. They, they were getting upset with him because he was healing. He was doing nothing but good. So they had to make up things about him and, and say things about him. And isn't it interesting? We have to deal with things, people saying things about us and making up things about us. They did that to Jesus. They're going to do that to us. And they didn't have social media back then. But they did have a lot of mouth. They have a lot of talking. Bad news spreads. They, the Jews rejected Jesus. And Jews 
killed Jesus. Why? Because he claimed to be the Isaiah 9-6, the Christ. Amen. The mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. The mystery of God that he was among his own in John 1. And his own didn't even receive him. He was standing amongst his own people. The people that he brought out of Egypt. The people that he, that he brought through the wilderness and brought into the promised land. The people. He was among his own people and his own people didn't even receive him. But as many as receive him, them he gave power to be sons of God. All things were made by him and without him there was anything made that was made by Jesus. The Bible says in, in, in Colossians 2 and verse 5, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit. Joy, join and behold in your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. If there's ever a time that this world, this dark world that's so intimidated by political correctness, if there's ever a time that the church needs to stand fast, it's right now. No matter if I go to jail for standing for what's right, I'm going to stand fast for what's right. No matter the consequence. The Bible, Jesus said this, don't fear them that can destroy your body. Fear him that can destroy your soul in hell. Well, that's kind of strong. Can you kind of lighten it up for me? Can you kind of make it a little bit more pleasing to my ears so that I don't, I don't get offended? Is that what Jesus did when he went into the temple whipping people? He's trying to tiptoes and be politically correct and make everybody happy. No, they made this into a, a merchant chamber and it's supposed to be a house of prayer. And they made it into, they desecrated the temple. So he went in there, not with political correctness, he went in there with a whip and he drove them out. Didn't, I don't know why I'm on political correctness, but I'm here. Didn't John the Baptist have political correctness when he called out Herod's adultery? And his head ended up on a platter right in front of Herod's wife? Was he politically correct when he says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. Here we are in, the, in, in, in prophecy times, in the end times, and, and we, we're dealing with big devils, and we're build, dealing with bad situations, and a lot of this that you see in this world only happened into the elite families, into the king's chambers, this right. stuff that was done in secrets, now all done in openly. The stuff that we're being shocked about that's happening in this world has been happening in Herod's chamber. That's been happening in King's chamber. Ask Kennedy how that works. Ask Clinton how that worked out. And more than likely, ask Trump how that works out. <laughs> ask Vladimir as well. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that was done in secret and in, in being hid is now done openly by everybody. And it's okay and it's acceptable into the world. But the church holds a different standard than the world holds. The church isn't supposed to fit in. The church is supposed to 
the, the, the world, the Bible says evil men will wax worse and worse. And, and as they wax worse and worse, we're going to stand the test of time. And we're just going to, we're going to stand on the firm foundation. And when everything goes down, the church should be standing strong. And we're supposed to stand out. We're not supposed to mix with the world. The people should look at the church and go, out of everybody, I know who the church is. It's that church on Sibley Street that's not ashamed and not afraid and that loves everybody. And there's no gossip and no hatred, no malice. They don't have the works of the flesh in full operation. They love everybody and they love Jesus more than everybody. They're crazy. They're freaks. They're fanatics. They're not afraid. They're not ashamed. They're not politically correct. Correct. They just real, and then when they tell me how it is, they love. I feel the love of God on it, and it's like I just want to hang out with those people. And even though, you know, I I, I was talking, somebody come up and ask a question about homosexuality, and she was a homosexual, and I was just, she goes, "What do you think about it?" I said, "That's no different than adultery. It's all sin." She's okay then. She's one of my assistants at my job. I don't look at that and, and decide whether she should be my assistant or not. Right. Sin, sin. Sin will take you to hell. Can a man sin that grace may abound? Right. God forbid. False doctrine says you could sin and gate grace is still covering you to sin. You don't save to go back to sin. You save to be delivered from sin. Right. We have a war with sin. We're in the middle of a war. And a lot of people's giants are not people. It's sin. They're fighting sin. This works of the flesh. A lot of people try to fight sin all by themselves. I'm going to give you a prophecy. No, I'm going to speak in your future. If you try to fight this world of sin all by yourself, you're going to get your butt whooped. Every day. <laughs> you're going to get your rear end handed to you. If you try to fight, if you try to fight this world of sin, if you try to fight sin itself, the works of the flesh in Galatians, you're going to lose. Every day, because I'm one that did it all by myself. Still try to do it all by myself every day. Do not do it without His grace. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to be born of the Spirit. You need the power. You need to be sealed by the Holy Ghost. You need to be born again of the... I just bumped my elbow and it hit me right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because when you got the Holy Ghost, you walk into the same temptation. Not under your own power, your own strength. You have the Holy Ghost inside of you going, no, yes, go. I give you power. Go. I give you power. Run. I give you power. When the Holy Ghost starts speaking to you, then all of a sudden, now you're not only you're not doing this all by yourself. You're doing this with the power of the Holy Ghost. I love it when I walk into temptation and the Lord says, if you walk into this, you're going to be tempted and having an understanding that I have foresight. When I go to that workplace... There's going to be a temptation. When I go to that store, there's going to be a battle. Come on, this is Holy Ghost led. This is not something that every church has preached because we want to keep the Holy Ghost tame. I don't want the Holy Ghost tame. I want the Holy Ghost out of control. Take control of this church. Take control of me. God, if you want to wake me up in the morning at 3 o'clock in the morning and send me to Walmart and maybe there's somebody about to kill themselves, take me. Wake me up. Uh, God, I just want to hear that voice. There's somebody. Just God, tell me that voice. I just want to hear that voice, even if it's a still, small voice. 
I just want to hear something that says there's somebody at Walmart that's about to kill themselves. And God, God, wake me up. And, and I just don't want to think it's me. I don't want to think it's... It, it, I know it's the devil's not waking me up to go talk to somebody about Jesus. But if it's, if it's you, God, please put it in my spirit that I can have an understanding I can help somebody. Amen. There's this lady, I'd said this before, there was this lady, she was doing dishes, and the Lord says, go out and just wave. Just stand on your porch and just wave. So what does she do? She stands on the porch and she's waving to her cornfield. And all of a sudden, one car drove by, she just waved. And then that feeling, that impression, that Holy Ghost lifted. The Lord will impress you. The Lord will speak to you. I heard of the Lord speaking with an audible voice out loud to people. Is there anything impossible with God? In the Old Testament, the Lord spoke through donkeys and rode on glass. So, anyways, going back to the story. If you're hungry and you want to listen to God's voice, God will speak to you very strong. And He will speak to you the way... Only He knows how to speak to you. Well, it's not audible. Well, God will speak to you in another way. That's what's cool about the Word of God in the church. I'll get back to that story. The Word of God in the church service is when somebody's anointed and by the power of the Holy Ghost, He just starts speaking what's coming from the heart. And He has no idea your background. He has no idea what's going on, what you've been through or what your struggle or trial is. And the Holy Ghost starts flowing. All of a sudden, they're like, whoa, who'd you talk to? I had that happen to me talking to somebody at McDonald's. Amen. I believe that because the Lord can speak to you. And so this lady, she waves and the car drives by and she goes and she doesn't think nothing of it. And years later, she goes to a church service, a church conference or something. And she goes and this guy walks up and says, hey, remember me? And she says, I don't remember you. She says, I I was the guy you waved at when, when I drove by. And she says, oh yeah, I didn't remember that. I remember the Lord impressing me to do that. I don't remember that. She says, the guy says, I had a revolver in my hand. I was going to blow my head off, and I didn't think nobody cared. Nobody loved me. But when I drove by, I seen you waving, and I, 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 I felt like that was God showing me his love through you. Why? Because somebody was sensitive to the Holy Ghost to put herself into an awkward situation and put herself on front street and say, I don't care what people think about me. You know, it's really cool to have a good church service when people's up underneath the the chair worshiping and crying. There's people in the corner worshiping and crying. There's people on their face worshiping and crying, dancing and praising Jesus. That's a real church service. When, When the ushers can't do their duty and usher, when the pastor can't pastor, when God's moving and God's glory's falling. Going back to the message, the steadfastness of your faith. We need somebody that's not afraid, not ashamed to have a backbone and just stand and take the blows. Your holiness and your your Jesus' name and and you believe in raising your hands in worship and all these blows that hand hand us and how many blows that we get in public school and in our workplace and just able to be steadfast. The Bible says unmovable. Unshakable. The Bible says, having not done all the stand, stand with your loins girt about with truth. If you've done everything else, just stand. This is going to pass. This storm's going to pass. The winds are going to stop. 
It's not always going to be this bad. The enemy says it's always going to be this fierce. It's always going to be this bad. You might as well end it. The devil is a liar. It's not going to always be this bad. God's going to give me the strength and give me the wisdom to get out of the situation I'm in. The devil is a lie. I'm not going to accept that whatever the devil says is always a lie. Bank on it. Whatever, he's the father of liars. He's a snake. He, all he does is he, when he wants, he's seeking who can he kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to steal your happiness and joy and your marriage and your family. He wants to just, he wants to steal your, your 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 finances and steal your job and steal everything about you. He has no when when people love up on the devil, it's like loving up on a rattlesnake. It could strike and kill you at any moment. You've ever had a two-faced friend? You've ever had a two-faced friend? You've ever had a two-faced... Well, that's what the enemy is, is a two-faced. He'll, 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 he'll groom you and he'll love on you and he'll show you that he's going to take care of you so he can get close to you to stick the knife in you deeper and do more damage than he can ever do. The longer you're with the enemy, the more damage he's going to do. But what's cool about God is the enemy could be with you for so long and put so many strongholds on you to hold you down. Depression, oppression, even possession can hold you down. And in one moment with the king, the Lord can unravel all this mess the devil has destroyed and, and latched on to you. That's why he don't want people in church. That's why the fight of getting people in church is fierce. Because he knows if they could get into the presence of the Lord, that their lives could be changed forever. Light has no preeminence over darkness. I'm sorry, darkness has no preeminence over light. Light has full authority over dark darkness. Amen? Amen. Verse 6, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Throughout the day, I'm not prideful. I'm not talking about pride. Pride is of the devil. I'm not talking about stick your nose up in the air and think you're better than anybody because that's of the devil. But when you walk, you walk in him knowing that you're walking in truth and in light. Wherever you go, God goes. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Why, why don't you cuss? You're weird because everybody else in the office does. Just walk in a different walk, that's all. I'm walking in him. Why don't you listen to the same things we listen to? I'm walking in Him. I'm not better than you. I'm not better than you. I don't smell better than you. Maybe, maybe not. I did. Maybe I do. <laughs> that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. I does. That, that's superficial because I'm walking in this way because the Bible says, "I beseech you, I beg you, brother and brother, mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice." Holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. You're walking. You're walking every single day. You get on your phone. You could be walking in light or walking in darkness. You get on the radio. You could be walking in light or you could be walking in darkness. You get on the phone and your conversation could be conversations of light. Conversations of darkness. 
Everywhere we go, it could be a, a, a walk of light and a walk of darkness. Walk ye in Him. Rooted. Why do you see Christian singers go into homosexuality? Why are you seeing Christian singers go to the way of the world? Why do you see people fall? Why do you see people mess up? Why do you see all this stuff happen? What are they rooted into? Rooted, what does that mean? It's like a, an oak tree. I think I was, we were talking about trees. And some trees, when the winds blow, they just fall over. What do you see? Do you see massive roots deep down in the ground coming? No, you just see a superficial root. Just a, a, a net of root just flipped up. And all you see is just like a patty, like a pancake of root. Why? What happened? It's because that tree didn't go through anything, didn't deal with anything, to have to get water, to have to get nourishment. It just, it just, it just spread. Winds drive those roots deep down inside the ground. Not having water drives those roots right into the ground. Everybody wants everything handed to them, and when the winds come, all of a sudden they fall over. They can't handle life and suicide rates at its highest. Why? Because they were always having things handed to them. When we crazy disciples counted all the joy when you enter diverse temptations. Seriously? Why would we say that? Because here we are. It's my growing time. Leave me alone. You don't need to bail me out. This is my growing time. What am I doing? I'm being shifted by the wind. I'm moving back and forth. I'm not nervous. I was nervous before I come up here, and I work through the nervousness. But I'm being pushed, pulled. The war's raging. What is that doing? I'm being rooted. This is my time to shine. This is my time to show my, my wife I love her. This is my time to show my family I love her. Or my, I love them. This is my time to show the church that I love them. I'm being tested. This is my time. I'm in the middle of war. This is where I want to be. I'm in, the, I'm in the trenches right now. I'm excited. This is my, don't, don't ruin this for me. Don't take my battle. Don't take my blessing. This is my war that I'm going to fight. See, when my name gets put on social media and slandered, it is what it is. You just got to let that thing go. Don't chase it. Don't fight after it. If somebody wants the truth, they can get the truth to me. I will give them the truth, but I'm in the middle of battle. Don't chase YouTube. Don't chase Facebook. If things are said, let it be said. This is my war. This is my battle. I'm excited. You're crazy. You're crazy. You like to be in battle. Why? Because there's going to be a bigger war that's going to happen. There's going to be a bigger temptation that's going to happen. And I want to make sure my roots are diving deep. Before I got into church, I liked to fight. I liked to get into squabbles and get into, get into situations. And, and the Lord, when I got into church, the Lord brought all my enemies to me. And, and it was my battle to fight. Why? Because I was going to go to a war in Hammond, Indiana. I said, I was at my house and my neighbor calls up and says, hey, why don't you come on over? And this guy I've been looking for for, for a very long time was there. And I knew he was there. And it was my opportunity to smash him. But guess what? 
I'm Holy Ghost filled now. I go walk the same way I used to walk. So what happened? I get this phone call and all of a sudden, I'll be right over. See, when we go through temptations and trials at an early stage, it sets us up for bigger trials in a later stage. Stand. And so I get up to him and I'm like, the guy's like this because he knew. I, I, he, was, he was part of the Latin Kings and he was in a big Latin King stronghold. And I walked right into this bees hive, I call it. And I walked right up into there looking for this guy knowing I could get shot and killed. And I knocked on the guy's door, and he wasn't there, and I said, tell him I was here. And I left. That was the same craziness that he was waiting for. And he was waiting for me like this. And I walked up. I'm like, what's up? His name was Chris. I said, what's up, Chris? So, just all hard. I said, let me tell you what happened at church. I had a big no Loomis soldier necklace. My pants was bagged past my, you know how I do. I had a pack of smokes in my pocket. And I went to church. My dad says, you need to get prayed for. Remember all the time? Got prayed for all the time. Well, I got prayed for by this church at this certain time. And when I got prayed for, guess what happened? The Lord healed my back in the middle of my rebellion. Now I'm going to church. He's like, yeah, I've been thinking about going to church too. <laughs> So we started talking about church, and it went from, it's a showdown. And it went from, oh, oh, we're going to do this to, oh, damn, we're going to church. Now. <laughs> we're going to church. <laughs> and, you know, that was my battle. Other people, they would have said, no, I'm not going to go over there. Other people, that wasn't their battle. They didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want to handle that. that did, that's not them. But you know what? Whatever you're going through, whatever temptation it is right now, you have to let those roots sink in. You have to understand the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. Let the winds blow. Let the winds blow. It gets scary at times. Yeah, the lights will go out. Your roof might go flying off. It's replaceable. Just stand. Just stand. Just stand. It matters. See, we want to be, we want to say, Jesus, save me. What if the Lord says, if I save you, you're not going to be able to go through your next trial? Well, that's not my God. My God saves me every time. My God delivers me every time. What if the Lord's saying, you need to stick it out a little bit so you can get stronger? You can get a little more wiser. You can build your faith because it's going to get bad. When it gets bad, it's going to be lifted. When I lift it, you're going to say, to God be the glory. This got really, really bad. Really, really quick. And God saved me through this whole thing. We want God to save me right now. I don't know about you, but when I stub my toe, I don't want that pain. (laughs) When I injure myself, I didn't want that pain. When I cut my finger at work, I didn't want that pain. And if I could have, I would have said, Lord, save me from what I'm about to do. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm about to get in an accident, destroy my car. Well, I'm not going to go with it. I'm going to stay right here and avoid myself from going through that pain. Wouldn't that be awesome to know the, the, the nightmare that we're about to get ourselves into? 
That'd be awesome. That'd be great for me to have a, a foresight to say, you know what? <laughs> no, everybody, let's not eat that food. <laughs> Everybody's going to be in the restaurant for a long time. <laughs> but no, we don't have that foresight. We don't have that. So what we got to do is deal with what comes to There's a saying, come what may. You have to have that attitude. Whatever comes my way. If there's a demon-possessed person come here, I will jump the pulpit to get to them. Why? Because I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the battle. I'm ready for the war. Let's, let's get this show going on. We want to see souls saved. In order to see souls saved, we're going to have to go to war. Not with people. I'm not going to stand up and hold signs out and try to demonstrate how angry I am. Here's how I demonstrate. I get on my knees and pray. I start fasting like I've never fasted before because me and Jesus, we got a relationship. So can you. You can have a relationship with Jesus. And you can do your own demonstration between you and Jesus and you start seeing things change in the natural realm like you've never seen before. Things that you've been wishing would happen. You pray in the name of Jesus. After prayer, some, don't, some things don't come except you pray and fast. But you pray and fast and you, you focus on it. God, destroy the strongholds of Hammond, Indiana. How many's ready for it? God, destroy the strongholds of violence. Destroy the strongholds of addiction. Destroy the strongholds of false doctrine. Let truth prevail in this city in the name of Jesus. Let love triumph in this city. Destroy, casting out all this fear with love in Jesus' name. I've been going for 41 minutes. Can I go for 10 more minutes? As ye have therefore received... Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and builded up in Him, established in the faith. As ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any men spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the traditions of men, and after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Understand this next scripture verse, it's going to it's going to put things in perspective. I just talked about God being manifested in the flesh. I just talked about God uh, God coming. And, and He didn't send anybody else. He came Himself. And, and that was verse 8. Verse 9. you got to be lest any man spoil with your philosophy, vain deceit. Who forms these doctrines of devils? And who builds these things churches are doing? That's not even Bible to do. I think the, one of the biggest things that a Christian should do is say, show me Bible. Right. Where is it at? Why do you do what you do? Right. You want to know why I don't have instruments in the church? Because I don't have instruments to put in the church. <laughs> we're going to have instruments in the church. We're going to have drums and we're going to have pianos. Well, why would you put those instruments in the church? Psalms 100. Psalms 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God with the timbrel in a dance. Why would you dance in the church? Why? Because it says praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him upon the stringed instruments. You know how to play? Praise Him with the organs. Praise Him upon the cymbals. Praise Him upon the highest sounding cymbals. Why would you get loud with the drums? Upon the highest sounding cymbals. With the keyboard. That goes right along with organs. Same family. Show me Bible. Show me Bible. Why? 
Why would we assemble together? They continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking a bread from house to house, that each would meet with gladness and singleness of heart and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily. Why do we get together so many times in a given week? Why would you have Bible studies? I was having a Bible study with an Amish guy, and his family ended up getting to receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. And they said, stop having Bible study. Why would you have Bible study? Because it's Bible. What, why do you do what you do? That's an okay question to ask. Even if it's conflicting, you need to ask those questions. Why? There's, there's not a question that's too conflicting because this is a heaven or hell issue. Now, if we were dealing with bowling, I've got my viewpoint on how you should bowl. And if you don't bowl like that, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Last time I bowled was with Grandma, and she's been gone for Nine years? Ten years? Eleven years. Eleven years. And I think that's the last time I went Maybe I went bowling before that. Anyways, we're not in a bowling club. We're not in a food club. Because that'd be a different topic. We're about getting to heaven. And you better be right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you like you're my pastor. I'm going to talk to you like my pastor, okay? Okay? I've been saying that for years. Are you okay if I treat you like my pastor? I mean, if I was pleading with my pastor to not compromise, you'd better not compromise the Word of God. You'd better be steadfast in the faith. You'd better show me Bible for everything that I do. If, you're, if I'm doing something that's not Bible, you better tell me. You have an obligation to tell me if I'm not in the Word of God. Tell me with love. Tell me with truth. But tell me, I need to get to heaven. We're not in the business of going down to the local supermarket. We're in the business of going to heaven. You better tell me the truth. Right. Right. No matter if it hurts or not, tell me the truth. Yes. No matter if it agrees with me or not, tell me the truth. So he- having said all that, <clears throat> beware lest any man spoil you. There's a caution here. Don't be, don't be spoiled. Don't be spoiled. What happens? My wife don't allow baloney in the house. But I used to buy them by the bulk. Ten balonies, throw nine in the freezer, and you got one in the refrigerator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got caught by Sister Iva over at Knox. I was just doing my thing. That was before I got married. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> it was one for a dollar. You can't beat it. Ten for ten. <laughs> but you, you, you allow that spoiled black mark to get deep down into there, you pretty much like, dude, that whole thing's done. I'm not touching that. I don't want anything to do with that. You get spoiled. Something can spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit, traditions after men, after the rudiments of this world. Rudiments of this world. I think the apostolic church should study the rudiments of this world because there's worldliness getting into the church and into worship and into the things of God. Having said all that, we should get wrapped up into that because it could spoil us, make us bad, make us sour, make us abominable or abomination, make God sick. Having said that, the next verse says, for in him, who? Jesus Christ. He said all that to say this, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Where the Godhead is in this. The Godhead is in silver or gold. The Godhead is in an image making like it unto man. No, the Bible says in him, 
In Jesus Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead body. You are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. What did he just say there? He said in the Old Testament, you used to circumcise yourself to, to be purified, to be separ separated from the Gentiles. But in the New Testament, Jesus Christ died for our sins, and we no longer need to do that. We need to be circumcised in our heart, which is being asking Jesus to forgive us of our sins and dying out to our sins. Amen. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of our operation of the operation of God, and hath raised him from the dead. And after being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Can everybody say all trespasses? Come on, that gets me excited. Some people that might not have been in this world too long might not understand the destruction this world has on our soul. But that gets somebody excited when we've been there and done that and got the t-shirt and thankful that we're no longer in that world anymore. No longer dealing with the same old betrayal, same old frustration, and the same old sin. Buried with Him. Forgiven you of all trespasses. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Ooh, my record's gone. No matter what people say, no matter how bad, Apostle Paul was the chief of all sinners. I've got 45 seconds and i got to end this. Which was contrary to us and it took out the way, nailing it to the cross. And have spoiled the principalities and powers. Spoiled the principalities and powers. What is he talking about? He has made the show of them openly, triumphant over them in it. The devils that tried to lock you down for years and destroy you for years and has planned on destroying you for years. And in a moment, he nailed it to the cross and he gave us power to be overcomers. Then he gave us power to be overcomers by his blood. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink. Or in speck of holy day. Or in new moon. Or in Sabbath days. That's why we no longer observe Sabbath days. Is we're not to be judged by the Sabbath day. Somebody goes, where's that in the Bible? Why don't we? This is a good question to ask the church. Why don't we observe the Sabbath anymore? Because the Bible, Jesus came and he fulfilled the Sabbath. He became the Sabbath. He didn't destroy the Sabbath. He fulfilled it. That's why he was able to heal the sick on the Sabbath. Because he was God. He could do anything he wants. He can shut down a day if he wants. He can open a day if he wants. In Hebrews, there's a rest to the people of God. Amen? Which are shadow things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward of voluntary humility and worshiping in angels, intruding into those things which you have not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Can we all stand right now? This could be a two-part question, or question, two-part message.
The battle's raging. The enemy has lost control at the cross. Yeah, things are getting worse and worse. The enemy's working overtime. The Bible even talks about the enemy knows that his days are short. The message to us is that we need to work while it's yet day because the time will come when no man will work. Can I encourage you? Let's give God a chance to forgive people's sins. Guilt is unforgiveness. If people hold unforgiveness, you know that they they really, even if they've been born again, they're not going to make it to heaven if they harbor unforgiveness. Because the Bible, remember the unjust judge, the Bible is going to bring up everything that you did if you can't forgive somebody else of what they did. But another thing that goes in there that a lot of people forget is guilt is unforgiveness of self. And you have to forgive yourself. And once you forgive yourself, then freedom comes right around the corner. People don't forgive themselves and then for the rest of their life they live in bondage and they go to church and they under they don't understand why they don't have the breakthrough like they break they want. They don't have the freedom like they want. It's because we don't know what they did to get the guilt they got. None of my business. But we have to believe that Jesus is a forgiver. Can we pray right now? If you're here and you haven't Ask God to forgive you of your sins. I want to tell you it's a good time to ask God to forgive you of your sins. All you have to say is, Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, I'm sorry for messing up. I'm sorry for messing up first part of my life. And God, I want to do what's right. And I don't know how. And I need Bible studies. And I need your word to understand what's in the Bible. And understand what your nature is. And who you are, God, and I'm thankful for the Word of God, but God, please forgive me for everything that I've done, all the sins that I might have committed, and there's things that I've been doing that I I probably know I shouldn't do, but I don't have any Bible for it, God, and that's what these Bible studies are coming, that's going to be all about, is getting me to heaven, God, and I pray, Jesus, that you forgive me for anything. If I've lied, if I've stole, if I've cussed, If I was unforgiving, if I was hateful or rude, God, please forgive me. I'm a wretched man. I need saved. I need salvation. The way of a transgressor is hard, and my life is hard right now because I'm trying to do things my own way, and it's not working. God, I need you in my life. I need you in my soul. I need to to be born again of your spirit, Jesus. And if it's all possible, if there, if I got a chance to get baptized today, I'll get baptized after the service in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and in Jesus' name, I know the preacher's crazy and he'll do whatever it takes to see people saved. But God, I need to be saved. Got to be saved. I got to be ready for the rapture. I'm tired of living in guilt. I'm tired of living in pain. I'm tired of doing things my own way. This is so... This life is frustrating without you, Jesus. And every time I try to make things right, things fall apart, God. And I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. God, please forgive me. My sins, Jesus. I'm thankful for forgiveness. I'm thankful for your grace. I'm thankful for your mercy. I'm thankful for the cross of Calvary. I'm thankful for your love and your mercy, Jesus. I'm thankful for this opportunity, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus.